0: We are back with another incredible mujer to talk all things dinero and how to navigate personal finances. In this episode, you will hear us share our stories and hopefully learn from our own mistakes and big lessons learned during and after college. We are joined by the incredible and badass mujer Rita Soledad Fernandez Paulino, aka Soledad, from the LA Barrio Echo Park. She not only shares the guest chair, but she is also our co-host for the day, as we talk all things Mane Hane. With a background in teaching, she, like us, believes in the power of educating, and empowering young Latinas to make better financial choices and ensure that all Latinas are set up for a successful future. She is literally the CFO of her Puro Pari Paulinos. Soledad describes herself as a sleep-deprived, Mexican-American, incredible millennial mother of two committed to creating generational wealth while smashing the patriarchy. She is currently the CFO of a small startup, AKA her family of four, don't you just love that? And is committed to making sure everyone has the confianza to talk all things dinero by openly discussing all of her financial mistakes and goals on Instagram. When she learns something finance related, she wants you to learn too. So let's join her on her Instagram journey to building wealth and personal finance with my girlfriend and a girl that I just totally respect. Let's get into it. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bestie Bestie Bone Bone podcast. I am so excited for our next guest all about the Nero building wealth something i'm super passionate about um so welcome rida soledad fernandez paulino who goes by soledad so we'll refer to her as soledad that's a novella too i like it it's sexy <laughs> <laughs> welcome girl Thank you so much for having me, uh, Diana. Elvia, we miss you. We miss you, girl. Oh, I should mention that. Elvia's not going to be able to join our podcast today. That girl is busy working on a weekend, but that's okay. Um, we'll hold down the fort for her. So yes, you're almost will. like my guest slash co host. Oh. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. All righty. <laughs> yes. So excited to have you. All right. So we'll just jump right into it. Um, tell us all about your background, what you currently do, and really what led you to creating Generational Wealth para Todos Instagram.
1: Okay, so I am a girl from Echo Park, um, which is a neighborhood close to Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. I was born to two parents who ended up getting divorced by the time I was five. Um, they're Mexican. They were born in Mexico, but they came they came here with my grandparents when they were young. Um, so in some ways it's like I'm kind of first generation, but I'm not first generation because my parents did grow up in the United States. like they went to high school here. Um, and I I just you know, um, I was a math teacher. I, st- I became an accidental stay-at-home mom and right now I like to describe myself as a chief financial officer of a small startup also known as my family.
0: <laughs> That's so good. That is so funny. That's dope. I love that. Actually talking about your family like walk me through growing up Latina how did you learn about money? Did you learn at home? Really what was some of those first money lessons?
1: Well, since my parents divorced when I was really young and I was raised by um, a single mom, money, it was like, it was a weird thing that it was like we had, we we had money because my mom owned property and we got to live in a house. Um, But we were house poor. We struggled to have anything beyond the house. Um, So I was always very envious of all my friends who lived in apartments because they had televisions and they had... Jordans and Nikes and Tims um and all the like clothes that I wanted and we didn't have cable we didn't have internet we didn't have uh, a computer like when everyone else did I didn't have that until way later and my mom had a very like I feel like YOLO mentality about money um <laughs> That's she a had great way to put it. if she if there came an opportunity to do something and it was going to cost a lot of money she was like well you don't know when you're ever going to have this opportunity again so you might as well do it and if that meant charging it on a credit card um and like her maxing out her credit card she did it and she always told me that she was just like well you never know if you're ever going to be able to do it so just buy it and I remember like being when I went to New York City for the first time I had saved for this trip by selling plastic um, bottles and cans in college okay so imagine like I was in a dorm and I had like a recycling center in my room and I <laughs> oh my all God. my amigas like and you know like on a college campus people drink so it was a lot of money and and I'd go to these parties and people would just be throwing their stuff and I would take these bags and take the recyclings to, to the, the recyclables to my room and then my roommate was like okay it smells like beer here all the time so then I moved it to my car and I paid for my first trip to New York City from selling cans.
0: Damn, true hustler at heart. Okay, I have to say that are
1: listening, like I'm like I am. I said a puro party paulino. I throw my parties, but know that I create a budget, and I, I stick to my budget, and now I really focus on going underneath the budget, and it's like, that's what I want everyone to know. It's like, you can have fun, you can get out of debt, you can meet your financial goals, and it doesn't have to feel uh, like deprivation. It doesn't have to be yeah. like zero to 100.
0: I love that. Let's talk about some other top tips you would give to young Latinas just beginning their careers about budgeting and saving. Um, so, think of like the 22 year old Soledad about to graduate. What would you tell her now? Like, what are those things that, or, or maybe you have nieces, or maybe you know other uh, young women? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my primas. Yeah. And, and, and my goddaughters, too. Um, well, the
1: big thing that I tell them like, I remember when I was graduating from college, I was sick of living with roommates. And I knew that I was going to have, I, I wanted to live in an apartment and I wanted to have adult <laughs> furniture. Like that was like a big thing that I really wanted. And so I decided that I would move in with my boyfriend, but my family was not down with that because in my family. You're supposed to like get married before you move in with a boyfriend. So I ended up getting married <gasps> at 22. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just like I went to court and I just got married. At 22, so that I could live with my boyfriend. And yes, we had a nice little one-bedroom apartment with adult furniture. But that relationship ended a year later. But
0: I'm going (laughs) to take a step back. Is it because you didn't think about, like, the repercussions of marriage? You solely got married for the benefit of living on your own? I, I... I'm sure oh, this is probably a whole yeah. novella, I but, I but I thinking. think this is good because <laughs> a lot of yeah. young Latinas, and I know this topic is mostly finance-related, and this is a good connection between finance and mindset, but, I mean, girl, I've made plenty of mistakes when it comes to relationships and men. I just, those to me mm-hmm, are some mm-hmm. of the toughest ones to come back from, so I want young girls to hear yep, this, like for sure you can make these off the whim decisions because you think it's going to benefit you or, or you wanted this thing like independence. Um, But Mm -hmm. you really should think through what in this case, like what marriage means and like how it could end up really negatively impacting like your emotional, spiritual, and mental health far beyond your financial, and yeah, financial, yeah, yeah. and financial, yeah, too. yeah of course. It oh, me course. up financially, um, <laughs> but it's hard to recuperate. emotionally. Yeah. those traumas often stick with you for a long time. Financially, I think not that it's easy, but you can bounce back, right? You can always like recoup dollars. You can't recoup emotional trauma. It's hard to, you, it's, it, take, it takes more work, it's harder,
1: it takes time. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think I was 22 and I wanted to like do things my way and I was very fixated on like how how I was going to do that I think also though that I I lacked the confianza thinking that I could live on my own you know I had been living with all these roommates I had already left Los Angeles to go to New York City and there was a part of me that was a little scared of living completely on my own I had I had gone periods of doing it Of uh, but I think there was also this part of me that just that like um I want to be grown up I I, I was like oh I I want to be grown up and I I want to have you know a grown up place and in a rush in a rush to have that without putting in the work you know like I was stuck on just thinking that's what I wanted without planning it out you know I I could have still had my own apartment you know I could have been with my roommates for a little bit longer and then get you know safer safer but again it was that pursuit of instant gratification um and
0: mm-hmm.
1: it didn't turn out so well.
0: <laughs> I think that's a, that's a really good tip. One, it's this idea like of instant gratification and like really being disciplined with it mm-hmm. and know that even if you can't have it now, it'll benefit you in the long run. And you can eventually have it maybe sometime later down the road, right? Mm-hmm. Two, it's mm-hmm. all about mm-hmm. staying within budgets, Really living within your means whether you're throwing a party or get in a sola and have your own apartment or have an -hmm. apartment with your partner. Like, don't think that you have to rush into this thing. Figure out a way that you can still live within your means and maybe save more money, right? To be able to then get that place that you really wanted on your own.
1: Mm -hmm. And I would also say like part of the struggle like
0: when you're young is that you just don't even
1: know all the different things to consider, right? (laughs) And so part of, like, I think, and and I feel like nowadays, they have, the kids it so much easier because they have, um, you know, Instagram. And they have, like, these social media outlets where you can have access to a lot more information. Um, Google is just something that we do so often. So I would say another tip is, cuando quieres hacer algo, Google it. Find the bloggers who have already done it. Read through other people's mistakes. Look at the YouTube channels. Find the Instagram accounts. Um, find people who are sharing about their personal journey through something. Oh, you know, get on listen for Latinas blog. Read all of that information. Keep listening. Like if you're already listening to her podcast, you're you're good. Um, but encourage your like other friends to keep doing that. Y cada vez que quieras hacer algo nuevo, think okay, well let me read about someone. Learn from someone who already
0: has had totally, some and I also think it. that you don't know what you don't know, so like you wouldn't even know to Google that thing because quién te dijo, o sea, ni supiste, right? Yeah. Like for me, Roth IRAs mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. something that I kind of knew about, but like not really. I'm like I thought they were just like 401ks, and I thought you either have one or the other. I'm just using an example, and right, and it sounded like some weird thing. Um, so it wasn't even like. Le- I didn't even know what to google. Does that make sense? Like I didn't even know what right. I should be looking mm-hmm. for. And that's why I often say that I created misinformatina because like like probably like you and so many young when we were all 22, we just navigated life so blindly porque no supimos, porque nadie nos dijo, right? There wasn't mm-hmm. a blueprint mm-hmm. for adult life basics. Like when you graduate and you want to get your own right. rent, these are the things you should consider, you know, like, um, or whatever. It could be tons mm-hmm. of other things. And and you're right. It's like nowadays they do have so many more resources and so much more information. And I actually think sometimes también that's like a bad thing. It's almost like you're over inundated and you're like, and like, don't like, wait, is this right? Or is this right? I'm going to be doing this. Girl, I had this conversation this morning with my partner on, High yield interest rates because I was listening because you posted this morning about hey Berna and Miss mm-hmm. Be Helpful, so I went to Miss Be Helpful's YouTube mm-hmm. and I was like oh she has a YouTube on um, a video on high yield uh, savings accounts for 2020, and she sort of runs off of all of them and I'm like oh my God there's just so many other things I need to consider you know, and I thought oh I didn't mm-hmm. even know this one existed should I be you know it's just like you could get so lost it. So it could be, a, especially when you're 20, like for me, you know, I'm 33 and I think I I get overwhelmed, but I can still sort of like navigate it because yes, I was, you know more, you're wiser,
1: but when you're 22, Uh
0: I would be like, I don't, this is gibberish to me. What?
1: (laughs) Right. Right. Which is why I want to be like, look, you're 22. Exactly. Cover these basics. Number one, like dream big visualize your life and what and like, think about the money that you're going to need to get there and understand that how you dream about your life is going to change over time. And that's okay. That just means you need to like, you know, bonker down and piensa lo otra vez. Um, second, you have to always know your numbers as soon as you're graduating. Uh, as soon as you graduate, know take a financial snapshot, know your debt. You need to sit down. You need to know your student loan, um, debt, like who, who the providers are the amount that you owe, the interest rate, the minimum payment, write it down and know those numbers. Like you would know your favorite nail polish. Like you just know it, know your income. And also something that I think is very important is knowing your job benefits. Because when you're 22, and you're sitting in that HR meeting, like it's like, ah, blah, blah, blah. like, it it, it it seems very boring. But taking the time to know like what health insurance you have, what things, um, if you have an FSA account available to you, if you have an HSA available account to you, your retirement opportunities, Google there and spend the time really understanding what your benefits are, talking to people and being like, okay, I'm not just going to sign up for, for whatever. Take that time because that's money that you can later on, like that that, that you're going to save and that could be money that you spend on traveling. Aren't clothes, or shoes, or whatever else you want. So it's really important that you know your numbers, and then create a budget. And different forms of budgets, there's different ways that you can budget, but tracking your spending and knowing what your money, uh, what you're spending your money on, is very important to build awareness of yourself, uh, making sure that how you're spending your money reflects your values. I always say like, something I value is my family. But then if I'm spending my money always on eating out, like, uh, is that really connected to my values? Or if my values are health but and being healthy, but then I'm spending my money all the time on Pollo Loco, like, eh, is that, you know, or is my money matching up to my that. values? I, so creating a really budget. Mm-hmm. Um, so with, along with the budget is making sure that you pay yourself first. So as you set your budget up and you know how much money you make, what your expenses are, what your bills are going to be, make sure you put a line in there of how you're going to pay yourself first, whether that's going to be maxing, contributing to a 401k or 403b, whatever your retirement account that's provided with your employer and contributing to whatever they're going to match. Max that out first. Then also work on contributing to a Roth IRA. Every year at this point in 2020, you can contribute up to $6,000. That means $500 a month. You don't have to do the max. But if you put in that money at 22 and you're maxing maxing it out at 22, by the time you're retired, you'll be a millionaire. That's it. Just with a Roth IRA, separate from, your, from a 401k, 403b. And so putting in that money, allowing compound interest to work for you is you know, important. So you got to pay yourself first, then start tackling your debt, if you have it. And make sure that you don't accumulate more debt either. And that's where like the budget is going to be very important, because you don't want to get into the habit of using your credit cards to pay for things that you cannot pay in full at the end of the month, your credit card, treat it like a debit card. If you can't pay it in full at the month at the end of the month, then there's no reason for you to buy that purchase. Save a little bit, create a sinking fund, and um, you know delay that gratification so that you can get what you really want, which is financial freedom.
0: I love this. I'm going to put together this entire list in the description of the of this podcast. But so good um, and really, really important. And, it's, and again,
1: it's like know, know mm-hmm. your
0: numbers. Create a budget within that
1: budget, make sure that you are paying yourself first, uh, tackling your debt. And then the last thing I would say is care for your credit and know that your credit is just something that is going to follow you um, forever. Having a good credit score is going to open up opportunities in terms of where you can rent, sometimes um, who you can open up a checking account with or a savings account with, what um, credit cards that are available to you uh, review your credit report at least once every four months. And you can do that for free with uh, annualcreditreport.com. Well, well, you you could check me on that. Check me on that. Um, But that's just every uh, each credit um, borough has to provide you with a free credit report once a year. So you can do one from TransUnion, one from Experian, and one from the one that's not coming to my mind right now. And reviewing your credit report, making sure there's nothing shady, because Mm -hmm. that's something else that happens. Sometimes people will um, do something shady with your credit. I use
0: Credit Karma, um, but there are, I think you're right, I think it's called annualcreditreport.com. But I use Credit Karma, and I actually Mm -hmm. check it every month, which I don't need to do that, but I'm always curious. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I mean,
1: I have that app, too. I have some staple apps that I have on my phone are Credit Karma. Um, mints even though I don't really use it as much and more of an every, uh, every dollar um, kind of that's how I keep spending. track of my mm-hmm. uh, budget but then I also have the apps for my checking accounts and my savings accounts and my credit cards and I I check it every day because I, am, I have the habit of tracking all my spending now in a budget planner and I like writing it down there's something for me about that like mind hand coordination or connection there that really allows me to keep on track and like stay on yeah. top of the finances I
0: actually learned that too from a book that I read a long time ago that you should check your finances you should sit down you should have like an allocated day some people like to check their account every single day which I think is totally fine or have like a Saturday morning where you run through like what did I spend this week what's my what I'm checking at right now what went in and out of my bank let me make sure my charges aren't correct But you should be checking in on your finances at least weekly, if not daily, but at least weekly. And I know for for me, and the
1: uh, only reason, I'm sorry, the only reason I do it daily is because I'm tracking my husband's spending too. No,
0: I am. I am now probably doing it more often now than I was before, but. For sure, I didn't used to. And I didn't used to do it because I was ashamed because I'm like, oh my, you know, I was like, es que no I Like, I don't want to see how much money I spent. So it's almost like it comes from shame, you know? So I wouldn't. Mm-hmm.
1: But that's also something to explore, right? Like if your, if your spending is causing you some uncomfortable feelings later, then that's something mm-hmm. that you can journal about and write about it, think about it, and really like talk to a friend about it and figure out why. Why yeah. is it causing me shame? Um, and maybe it's like something like you you have shame because you feel guilty about the, these things that you could afford now that your, your, your mother could never afford. Or maybe it's shame because it's like, you know what? This was just something that I bought on impulse. And it's not necessarily something that's like part of my financial journey that, that I really value. And just knowing that. And exploring that and figuring out what that is. And I would say another thing about about everything is that you can't pursue perfection. And you cannot, like, in your pursuit of trying to do everything right, um, let that cause you to procrastinate and have, like, an analysis mm-hmm. paralysis. It's okay to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. That's fine. It's about how quickly can you bounce back and learn from Girl, those mistakes.
0: i like, I needed all of this when I was twenty-two. <laughs> That was me, 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 <laughs> me making all those mistakes. Um, no, yeah. that's really, really good. I want to I switch gears to building wealth and how someone should go about building wealth. Because I want to just say this. People often think wealth equals salaries. Like, oh, once I make a lot of money, then I'll be wealthy. Like, your salary does not equal your wealth. It doesn't matter if you're hitting 250000 plus a year. That is not how you build wealth. And it also does not refer to like your mm-hmm. emergency fund savings account. That is also not necessarily how you're building wealth, you yeah. know? Um, so I want right. to make sure, cause I didn't know this to me. That's what it was. I'm like, Oh girl, one day I'm going to, like every time I got a job increase, I'm like, oh, I'm getting wealthy. Like, no, you're not bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I, I think, you know, when we, anything about personal finance Absolutely. is very personal. And when you're thinking about wealth, One, I mean, in terms of just like a very concrete ways to think about your net worth. And so thinking about all of your assets minus your liabilities and looking at that number. And maybe, you know, you have um, a number that, you know, you want to have your net worth to be $100,000. You want it to be $500,000. You want it to be a million by a certain age. So that's one way that you can kind of set some financial goals um, in determining like how to to pursue your wealth and then and and I like that number but I also think to have like a more comprehensive picture is like listing out what does wealth mean to you um wealthy to me is like wealthy in my experiences with my family and so sometimes that means that I'm gonna spend money to travel to New York City to see my husband's side of the family um because that's something that I want to be wealthy in it might also mean that I'm going to have, um, I'm wealthy in my alone time. So that might mean that I'm going to spend some time or, um, spend some money on having someone take care of my kids so that I could have my alone time at 22. I'm thinking maybe you're probably going to want to travel. You're going to probably want to have, um, some clothes, some nice things like that. Maybe it's going to be your car, um, And so being mindful of what your net worth is at a lot of times is going to be like a a good little indicator for you. Because let's say you're buying a car, your car has some value, but it also depreciates in value. And so being mindful of that, making sure you do not lease a car, making sure you're not taking out a crazy loan, like as much as possible, buy your car cash. Even if that means that your car right now is going to like start off, you know, be an older car, that's okay. Thinking about your net worth and it will also help you like want to contribute more to your savings. Um, It's gonna help you keep you motivated to contribute to your retirement. Um, Also, have you thinking about uh, owning real estate if you think about that number. But again, it's not just about your net worth, it's not just the number, it's also thinking about all the things that you want to have in your life. Absolutely.
0: So like can you give young people an example of assets minus liability? An example of what an asset looks like minus a liability.
1: Okay. And especially at like yeah. at, at 22. Okay. So you're 22 years old. Your your net worth is already probably most likely negative because you have so much student loan debt i mean the average person i believe is graduating with minimum twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars student loan debt nowadays so already your net worth is in the negative let's say you also buy um you know um school purchases on a credit card that credit card debt is also contributing to a negative net worth but let's say somebody bought you a car and your car's value is at sixteen thousand dollars um, maybe you bought it for yourself. Maybe your parents got it for you. That car, sixteen thousand dollars, is an asset minus the twenty thousand dollars that you have in debt, and let's say the two thousand dollars that you have in credit card. So sixteen minus twenty-two leaves you at what? Minus negative six. Mm-hmm. Negative six. Um, a ne- yeah a negative six thousand net worth. So so then your goal is like okay, let me pay off that debt um so that your net worth can get into the positives and I think that would be like a good goal as a 22 year old is like can how soon can my net worth be at zero can I get my net worth to be at zero by the time I'm 25 can I get my net worth to be at 5,000 by the time I'm 27 you know or or, you know like different numbers it's gonna depend on your your on your income but thinking about your net worth is gonna also help you check how much debt you accumulate and, and also motivate you to get out of debt as soon as possible. Oh, so
0: good. That's so important. Uh, something I really wish I would have known at that age for sure. I want to go back to, you touched a little bit on sort of journaling if you're feeling some sense of anxiety or you feel some shame around money and it's why you end up having um, like analysis paralysis or you procrastinate. What would you tell a young mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's a lot of them, especially if they grew up with no knowledge of money, or money was a big pain point for them in their homes, um, who maybe find finance or personal finance or wealth overwhelming, and it leads to anxiety, and they're super lost. Is there any good resources that maybe have helped you become more comfortable with the topic or that you've provided advice to or tips on?
1: Yeah, I definitely think that if, if you're struggling a lot in terms of the emotional side of money, you have to explore your mindset. And I recently read a book, I'm still reading it, um, a book by Jensen Settle. It's called yeah. You Are a Badass at Making Money. And that book was hard for me, was very hard for me to read because I felt it was calling me out on a lot of my own limiting beliefs about money but that book also comes with exercises um, and questions for you to answer for you to explore and um, if you google like money mindset there's a lot of people also on instagram who provide um resources people who are selling stuff on etsy who um have provided you like with journal prompts with questions and then a big thing is gonna be money affirmations um, something that I always tell myself que me da demasiado confianza, is what is meant for me can never be taken away from me and what isn't meant for me oh, will never be mine. So good. And I believe that so much. I believe it so much that it, it it allows me to have so much faith and trust in the process. And in my, in my heart of hearts, I truly believe if I can dream it, I can achieve it. And it's only about like what the universe wants me to learn along the way um, that's going to help me achieve those goals. And anytime that you know you, you're having these financial setbacks, that's the universe telling you grow, grow me, Grow. And that's jump. Just go, go all in and decide to grow because at the end of like as you explore those issues, as you explore those uncomfortable emotions, it's going to give you an opportunity to like live in this whole other world it's just gonna widen your 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 life uh, your world. So yeah. good.
0: <laughs> I love that um I feel like I used to be so much more a dreamer when I was young and I think I had that mindset and then adult life happened and <laughs> it sort of tainted it for me but I'm sort of coming out of that cloud um yeah I mean I, I think it's also very normal like in society like
1: and the older we get people start to think like they they lose their sense of um uh, what's the word um you know you're, you're how much yeah. you have control over situations right because you start to realize oh i have bills to pay oh i want this but i can't i'm not getting it it's not happening on my time oh it's never happening you know what Forget it. I'm going to go ahead and buy that thing that I want anyways. And now you have more debt. And it, it becomes this cycle. And something that like, became very liberating for me is when um, I went and, like, chose minimalism. And some people will be like, girl, you are not a minimalist. Um, because, you know, <laughs> I have my two kids and the parties that I throw. But... I am a minimalist. I, what I learned is to really decide what are the things that are important to me. And the only way that you know what's important to you is by taking that time to sit by yourself. And I still will have times when I'm looking at like, maybe my sister buys a toy for, for my nephew. And I'm thinking, oh, should I buy that toy too? And then I'm like, No. No, you didn't even know about that toy. You didn't wake up this morning knowing about that toy. All of a sudden that you're aware of it doesn't mean that you need it right now. And But if you still really, really want it, you could buy it for their birthdays. And just pushing those limits and having those limits on myself that I just because I want something, I don't need it right now, that that just might be like, it's not me. It's me being um, influenced by my surroundings. And so really taking that time to pause, I'm big like pressing on like meditation and mindfulness, because it's really about training our brains and using, you know, growing the gray matter in our prefrontal cortexes, which allows us to exercise discipline in the first place, instead of just allowing our, you know, amygdala and um, hypothalamus, um, just causes to yeah. react instantly. And like, to be fair, like your prefrontal cortex doesn't fully develop until your late 20s. So the fact that you're, you know, 22 and wanting to buy something like instantly, that's because your brain hasn't fully developed. The way you full, you you know you can increase that gray matter is by doing things like meditation. That's how you could help speed up your brain good. growth. I did
0: not know that any of that, girl. I mean, I like to meditate for my own like well being. Yeah. I love yoga because it does put me in a good place, and I definitely think I make better decisions after I practice and set an intention. Um, and, but I didn't mm-hmm. know the correlate, the science correlation between the two, and that's that's really interesting. Um, all right. So we are going to wrap yeah. this up. Uh, we're in our final round. This was such a good conversation. I know we could probably talk for like another three hours, girl. Um, so we talked a lot about this. I'm just going to ask you one more time because we did, I think everything we did, we tried to reference that, that 22 year old Um, But knowing what you know now about mm-hmm. life in general, inclusive of money, is there anything else that you would tell your 20 year old self or 20 year olds um, listening to this episode? Protect your credit <laughs> like you protect your cuckoo. <laughs> oh my God, that is so funny. Um, <laughs> That's good.
1: Yeah, you know, like that. Like I'm not gonna tell people like, you know, definitely like do what you want with your bodies. You could do what you want with your credit, but know that there are things that are going could influence you. I coach people who deal with um, bankruptcy with um you know having a sense that's a collections and just think like hmm you know what you know th- yeah. do I really need this that's do a good I really one. need this and
0: all right girl yeah. uh that to end yeah. on that thank <laughs> you so much Soledad, for coming on this episode for dropping some really good bombs from providing some great advice and tips where can people find you and follow you and ask you any questions I'm currently on develop I'm like currently
1: working on developing more places where people can access me, um, especially like your followers. I definitely have a heart for all those 20-year-olds. I currently am mentoring, I'm providing some financial coaching to um, one of my former students, her name is the Nady. And I love working with her. And I just think, oh man, this girl's gonna have bank one day. And it's because of the things that she's doing in her early 20s. So you can catch me on Instagram at GenerationalWealth I am going to set up a Twitter account, and I'm um, there at Wealth Para Todos. Um, in time, I hope to also have like a website up. But definitely reach out, connect to me, uh, connect with me. I definitely just like from Latina is um, someone that you can count on. I'm like your your tia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's your hermana. I'm your tia. <laughs> Wait, uh, Soledad, How old are you? If you don't mind me asking. We don't we don't have to include this. I- I oh, no, yo yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, like how sometimes somebody's like born a little bit younger or whatever. Yeah. Okay, like I'm your
0: other up from your <laughs> This is really, really good. I think I even I, now I'm like, oh, I, I need to look into that or I should really take that into consideration. Um For sure. A lot of things.
1: Yeah thank you thank you thank you for this for this platform for doing this work um you really do encourage me to, to think about like things that i can do i i had some self limiting beliefs about like what i'm capable of doing now that i have like two kids um but i'm i'm definitely you're paying oh, I mean, away so for me so thank to you so much me, especially
0: like peer to peer i i i know i do so much of this for young latinas but if i can encourage anyone please. I, I had a lot of self-doubt for two and a half years and didn't put it myself out there because of it until I finally said, the heck with it. We're going to just do it and see what happens. And, you know, that's really all you need is to remove those limiting beliefs. And, and really the the universe is yours if if, if you want it, you know? And yeah. that's what I had to do. That's what I'm still doing. And the universe has your back, guys.
1: The universe like, yes. wants to see you succeed. And it's like yep. So succeed. All
0: righty. Well, thank you so <laughs> much, amiga. We really Okay, appreciate thank you so coming much. on um thank you for dropping all this knowledge and until next time, guys, don't forget to subscribe, rate us and leave a review. Um if there's a topic you want us to talk about, If you want us to bring back Soledad because she had so many great and amazing tips, I'm happy to. Just let us know. You can follow us at BestieBestieBonBon, and we can't wait to hear from you. Bye.